Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. Oh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good whatever it is in your time zone, folks. It's 6.30 p.m. Eastern here on Tama's Island, and we're live on Twitch. We got a lot to talk about, folks. It's been a pretty wild week since we were last live and chatting with you. Before we uh, before we get to all of the craziness that's going on in the world of wrestling and in the world outside of wrestling, let's welcome back to the podcast the one, the only, John. John, how are you on this fine Tuesday evening? Y'all have no idea how lucky you are I'm the only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy to be here. You know what? At first, I was like, man, no guest, I don't know. And then we were like, you know what? No, it's fuck it. It's the Ross and John show. Yeah, no, I and let me we try out our vaudeville sketch, you know. Our exactly. Vaudeville we we can we can finally get that who's on first going. A quick explanation to the the viewers at home and the people listening. I had jur I was scheduled for jury duty yesterday. And if you don't know anything about jury duty, that means that it was either going to be they were gonna call me in and send me home in a day, or it was gonna mean that I was gonna get selected for jury duty and have to sit in the Cook County courthouse for about a week. So I didn't bother scheduling a special guest for this week because I just wanted to make sure that I was going to be available before we even well, started doing anything. And not only that, for those of you not in the States uh, here, jury is not the same as in other countries. Jury duty here is actually more like a lumberjack match where you're the person that has to keep the guy inside the courtroom. Like all yep. the jurors line up around the courtroom and the guy tries to escape. You have to throw him back in. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's very laborious. Absolutely. But luckily, thanks to my outspoken anti-corporate bias, I was able to avoid uh, was able to avoid jury duty. I even got seventeen dollars and twenty cents just for the uh, just for the pleasure of getting to annoy a corporate lawyer for about 15 minutes. But God, since awesome. I'm since I'm free and since we have no guests, we're going to have a nice, fun, laid back episode of Thomas Island. It's just going to be me and John. And boy, howdy, John. We got a shit ton of stuff to talk about before. Before we get to that, let me run through the list again. I am the culture vulture, the folk city hustler, the dirtbag disruptor, the thane of Fife. I am the shy beetle. I am uh, whatever. I'm the oh, what was what was this new one? Yeah, the the shaman shit talker. I am pretty much whatever you need me to be this week. But this week I am your host here. Here on Thomas Island. Now, it would not be Thomas Island if we did not bring up the fact that we got a brand new never open weight champion Woo! in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's right, Tama yeah! Tonga, the king, Tama Tonga, the good bad guy, Tama Tonga, is now the 36th never open weight champion. He defeated evil. That's right. That's right, folks. 
We're finally free. We are finally free from the reign of terror that was Evil's weird, long, marathon, never open weight championship reign. And best of all, it was put out of its misery by Tama Tonga getting revenge for that never, or for that New Japan Cup loss, getting revenge for getting kicked out of Bullet Club, and seemingly in the process, kind of making, for to borrow a phrase, to making the House of Torture kind of look like a plate full of piss. Because, uh, boy, howdy. <laughs> While we're while we're talking about wrestling Duntaku this past weekend, Tama had a very good night. Tongaloa had a very good night. You know who didn't have a good night? Yujiro Takahashi, Evil. A lot of the folks from House of Torture had a bad night. It's looking like all the... the you just love to see karma coming around, huh? It's fantastic, man, because let's be real. Dick Togo and his uh, hot boys have been running around for the past... I don't know what are we at like almost a year and a half now of house of torture they've just been running around driving people insane i mean don't get me wrong evil wasn't never champion for that whole time but man it has been a long long time of people getting hit with wrenches kicked in the dick choked out with piano wire it just the the reign of house of torture seems to have finally come to an end as phd bound 309 in the chat says the pimp got pimped yujiro takahashi got beaten in the PayPay dome evil got beaten in the PayPay dome and then at the end of the night when bullet club had their big hey look it's wrestling duntaku let's do bullet club stuff celebration house of torture was nowhere to be found so something is not well in bullet club which as if you've been paying attention to, Ta- to thomas island you know that we love that what do you think of the mm-hmm. fact that n- not all is well in the bc camp john I think that there was payback in the PayPay Dome. That's what I would have <laughs> called it. Hell yeah, payback. Uh, payback, payback in the PayPay Dome. No, but, uh, you know, I, I've i been saying for a long time that uh, Bullet Club has been imploding on itself ever ever since they've pushed out Tama because nobody knows the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. When an OG can get kicked out like that, it makes you worry a little bit, right? Because they Bullet, but, but then again, Bullet Club's thing has been kicking out OGs, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like the professor of the dark arts in uh, Harry Potter. He always determined, you know, always destined <laughs> <Yep>. to, uh, <laughs> to turn out to be a fucking D bag. Um, but the point where well, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, fucking good riddance. Um, mm. Also, they made, like you said, they made them look like a plate full of piss. I wouldn't be surprised to see house of torture have to split off from bullet club mm. because they weren't there for the little fucking group hug at the end. Uh, right. Yep. Yeah, no, so, that's what I'm saying. They're, they weren't there for the group hug. They were the, I mean, Duncan, it, House, it, Bullet Club had a very good night. I mean, hell, Taiji Ishimori is the IWGP Junior uh, Heavyweight Champion. Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale, those treasonous douchebags, mm-hmm. are now the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And so, like, Bullet Club, and hell, Juice Robinson joined Bullet Club, stole the IWGP United States Championship belt from Tanahashi, inserted him into that mess for the U.S. title. <laughs> why? I mean, I know why, but, like, how <laughs> how it's it's things are very easy when you're in bullet club because here's Somebody the thing point bullet, out, he, him and jay white have a history right like they yeah him and together. jay white went through the dojo together and just yeah, in sense. general in general bullet club especially during duntaku weekend gets to do whatever the fuck they want man that and fucking so, proves we got them on the run because here's yep. the thing jay white was so fucking desperate yeah the call up his boy you know, it's like if somebody called me and was like, hey, man, I'm getting my ass kicked. Like, you think you could, like, come and help me? That's what mm-hmm. fucking happened. Mark my yeah. words. No, and, and it's very possible that Tama beating evil was the first crack in the armor of the, the House of Torture and the, the kind of oh. Bullet Club stronghold that the they've had on, on the scene. Rip. I'm, ju- I'm just saying, I, now that Tanahashi isn't teaming with your Nagatas and your Kojimas and your, your Tenzons, and now that he's actually teaming with people that are 
just a little bit younger than him. You've got your Tom, you got Tama Tonga, you got Tongaloa. Hell, even Taguchi and Wado have really kind of elevated themselves over the course of this main unit renaissance that we have uh, been seeing over the past few months. And so it does feel like Bullet Club might have a, have a problem on their hands because Suzuki Gun's getting a lot, very popular. LIJ is still selling merch, and now Hontai is more than just the, the third generation. Now Hontai actually has some backbone to it. I I would be worried if I was Jay White, even though I, it doesn't seem like Jay White likes to worry. I'd be worried if I was if I was Bullet Club. But he's we, gonna fucking I, learn to worry real quick. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> yeah. I, I I I look. It, I I hate to make this all about Bullet Club on Thomas Island because Thomas now the new champion. We'll we'll obviously be trying to get him back onto the island very soon, as he is he's currently dealing with a lot on his plate because if you were also paying attention to Dontaki, you know that Tama didn't exactly get to celebrate having the never open weight championship. I think he raised it over his head once. And then that bald headed bastard, Carl Anderson decided to storm the ring, attack Tama Tonga and uh, make it very clear that he's coming for the never belt. And so, you know, once honestly, again, that's, that's my fault because I was making fun of them for having all the, the Japanese writing on their gear, but not being mm -hmm. in Japan. And then yep. he must've been like, Oh, fucking what? And then went to Japan. You see what I'm saying? So I yep. apologize. That might have been my fault. That's my bad. Look, I, I don't think you're the only one that was that was saying. I think one like of our that. patrons ratted us out to one it's of their, pa their Patreon. Right? It, it's very possible. It, there are a lot of uh, subscribers in the Thomas Island Patreon that are also subscribed to the Talking Shop Patreon. And so I, I would not be surprised if there was some crossover. Mm -hmm. But uh, And I do feel be safer, by the way, now that they're in japan now that they're in japan yeah you can <laughs> you don't have safer. to go into hiding in, in florida because yeah. it it yeah. is it it does appear like that bullet club is a bit more united than they've been in the past yes kenta's not there but kenta's hurt so there's it, he's still got some recovery time but this was the first time in a while that you've seen all of bullet club in the same ring you had jay white you had the good brothers you had i believe his new name is now rock hard juice uh robinson you had rock hard juice robinson you had the uh, the whole group, but uh, I I don't know. It's uh, it's it, it does feel like Bullet Club is is I don't know. It feels like every few years Bullet Club feels like they're back on the rise, and then then they end up on the downslope again. I don't know. It's I think it's going to be up to Jay White. I think it's going to really depend how much Jay White has grown in his time away from from Japan during his time in the States. Cause that's, that's the other loose end there is that Jay, Jay White has been a, a non-factor on the Island of Japan for the past like year. And now he's back. But is he, I mean, he's back, but now with like the good brothers and everything, you know, they don't like necessarily like now they, they used to just kind of be goons, Yeah, but they're so used to doing their own thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to start pushing out. It does. Like Jay White. There are a lot of competing personalities in Bullet Club because yeah, Jay, is, Jay, White, <laughs> Jay White sees himself as something of a king. Carl Anderson sees himself as something of a king. Doc Gallows sees himself as something of the right-hand man to the king, Carl Anderson. So, like, it, everyone <laughs> has their allegiance. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I think Doc Gallows is going to no, you know, take yeah. over. No. but Some it, people it, are it, just born sidekicks, man, and they know it. Well, yeah, no, and he's, hey, he is, he, the man has been a damn fine partner i think their their record speaks for themselves but it doesn't change the fact that uh that it it, it doesn't feel like a doesn't feel like a safe bullet club it feels like a bullet club that could fracture apart at any time especially when you, at best especially when you consider the fact that half of the group wasn't even involved in that big celebration like there is 
<laughs> we, we've hit uh, that. House point. of Torture is a large chunk. Look, I'm just saying we've hit that point in the year again where we start wondering if there's going to be a Bullet Club Civil War. We wondered it last year. We wondered it in 2020. We wondered it in 2019. Every year we wonder if there's going to be a Bullet Club Civil War. And hell, we're back at it. Let's and they don't have ran- Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa to be, you know, to be there to, to hold the shit together. That's the thing, man. Like Tama really was a he was a, a kind of glue for Bullet Club. And if he's not there, and if it's really up to guys like Jay White and guys like Gato and guys like Carl Anderson, who are very talented, but let's be real, their egos are bi- are too big for even the PayPay Dome, I wouldn't be surprised if it if there's a lot of friction, especially when you consider like Chris Bay is still stuck in North America. You've got El, El Fantasmo sort of going back and forth hikuleo who knows where his allegiance lies right now he's aligned with bullet club but he's still tama and t's blood so like it's it's very possible that that alliance changes soon i don't know there's there's so many moving parts that it feels like wrestling duntaku really kicked open uh man i almost said um kicked open a door they kicked open a door Ah. for this summer a window, and, uh, really? A, a window. They, they, they. A plate they pull, glass window, if you will. They, yeah, they, they. A barbershop window, if you will. Sorry. Have you, have, have you seen the the Nicolas Cage movie yet? No. Okay. There's a, there's a scene in the the new Nicolas Cage movie where they're like trying to struggling to get over this wall, and it's a big to do, and then they <laughs> realize the trailer. That that, that yeah, and then okay, it is. So I'm not spoiling anything, yeah, and no, then they realize no, that there's all. there's a way they could have just gone around the whole thing, and right. that's kind of that's kind of the the like. Bullet Club has kicked, has thrown someone through a plate glass window when the forbidden door is already open. Like it's already, yeah, it's already there. It's, already, it's swinging on its hinges like one of those saloon doors in uh, in an old western. Um, but yeah, it it does it does make things very interesting as we're on the road to Capital Collision, where we've already seen that uh, Okada and Trent Beretta are going to reunite to take on Hikuleo and Jay White, and then you've also got Forbidden Door in Chicago at the end of June. A lot of uh, a lot of places for Bullet Club to either make their mark or uh, or choke, for lack of a better term. Um, but let's let's talk a bit about wrestling, Don Taku, because while Bullet Club did dominate the night, there was other stories. Uh, most importantly, the Best of Super Juniors lineup has been announced. We are headed for another month of tournament action in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and never get tired of it. Honestly, I, I I have been known to get tired of tournament season from time to time, but man, with the lineup they've got for Best of Super Juniors, it's really kind of a bolt of adrenaline. See, I, I, I like it because it's kind of nice that while there are still storylines, it's also kind of nice to know where things are going, yep. where you could go like, oh, you know, this guy, he's going to have a lot up to it. If he, even if he wins, he's still kind of fucked because he's got this other guy. It does make it a little nice. Best of Super Juniors, though, looking at the lineup, it's actually almost really could be anybody's game, right? Uh, maybe I, I am still going to standouts. I'm, I'm still standing by my theory that El Desperado losing the IWGP junior championship to Taiji Ishimori right before best of super juniors means that maybe, maybe this very popular junior heavyweight who has been to the finals, who has been a, a pretty much one of the, the most popular junior heavyweights outside of Hiromu and Kushida. I think this is El Desperado's year. And now that mm. now that he's back in the chase as opposed to just being a, a comfortable champion trying to protect his belt, 
I really think that's going to be the thing that, that, that lights that fire under him. I'm ready to be proven wrong. I'm ready for Francesco Akira to, to, to show everyone what the people in all Japan already knew, that he's one of the most exciting young junior heavyweights uh, going today. Hell, I'd also be excited to see pure champion Wheeler Yuta win the best of Super Juniors, because Lord knows that guy's been having a hell of a, a time, uh, well, sure. a hell of a and, year. And, 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 I mean, that would be a nice olive branch. Mm-hmm. It would be. It would be. It would be a very nice olive branch, and especially since, like, El Desperado was just uh, doing commentary for AEW on New Japan World, because that's a thing that happens now that we just talk about from time to time. AEW's on New Japan World, and Desperado really impressed by Wheeler Yuta. They're going to be facing, I believe, the second night of, of B Block, um, but it it definitely feels like Yuta is not someone that we can we can count out. He kind of reminds me of Jonathan Gresham that one year he was in it, where. Oh, yeah. uh, where I don't, I don't know if Utah's going to win it, but I definitely feel like he is going to, uh, going to show out. For anyone that hasn't been really paying attention to the uh, Best of Super Juniors lineup, I've got it for you. So let me just pull it up one second here. I had the Dontaku card up. Now I'm pulling up the uh, the Super Juniors sure. group. But like I said. We've got in in A block. We've got Ryusuke Taguchi. We've got Yo. We've got Hiromu Takahashi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Taiji Ishimori, Sho, and then four. That's right, four big debuts in A block. You've got Francesco Akira, like I've already said. You've got the Impact X Division champion Ace Austin. You got the Sauce Alex Zane, who's someone that has been kind of on the uh, on the come up for a while. In fact, he's a former Two Hundred Five Live superstar. Yeah, and then you finally have LA Dojo's Clark Connors finally making uh, the trip to America post uh, uh, post what what would it be called? Po- he's he's now graduated from the Young Lions Dojo. He's not technically on excursion, but now he's 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 not a Young Lion anymore. He's going to be in this competition competing like anyone else. Uh, what do you think of Clark Connors finally? And just in general, New Japan Strong kind of getting represented because Zane was on New Japan Strong. Yeah, Ace Austin's yeah. been all over it. I, I think it's my biggest problem with New Japan Strong was actually how disconnected it's been from the main product. Yep. And I think that this is such a good opportunity for them to introduce some of these folks. And actually, the Japanese audience has really taken to NJPW Strong because when I watch um, the on the Twitter feeds... Mm-hmm. Uh, even on the NJ Strong and even on AEW and stuff, some of the posts uh, cross posting, mm-hmm. you actually see a lot of Japanese comments from folks located in Japan, and and it's it, the product is over. They're like, oh, I want to see this guy, this guy, this guy, mm-hmm. and that's really important for NJPW because I know that while they want to expand some operations here in the states and really have a good representation here, at the same time they got to remember the home product is their their bread and butter. They can't they can't sacrifice the home product. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing I think that the Japanese audience is starting to. to you know, be more interested in NJPW Strong. Well, it's it's also a, it's it's kind of an Ouroboros. It's a chicken or the egg thing, because while I think that it's very good that they are able to get New Japan Strong over with the Japanese audiences, there is a part of me that believes that because New Japan Strong is over with Japanese audiences, there are some people that will take that as a better endorsement than if just a bunch of people in North America had been like, oh yeah, uh, New Japan Strong's great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there yeah, is, for sure. Because there, there's a difference between being like, oh, New Japan Strong is part of the New Japan product, and then also having diehard New Japan fans who have obviously been watching this longer than a lot of uh, uh, American talent also being like, yeah, no, Strong is right in line with what we have been seeing in Japan. You know, it's that it it really and is that's a, gotta mean a, an something important for that talent. 
it's an important perspective because like Tom Lawler shows up in to- Tokyo sports a lot. Like the new Japan strong talent are over in Japan. Um, so, and, and, and it's a difficult, I'm not a difficult market, but it's an important market yep. because the way that like American football is here, pro wrestling is over in Japan. Yep. It's huge. Uh, yep. I mean, wild, like being there, um, being there was a whole different thing because when you see the audience, you know, the audience is always a blur when you watch on mm. TV, uh, especially on streaming, but sitting there in the audience at, uh, at, at, at um, Cro- uh, Crokin Hall, like when you're, when you're, when you're mm-hmm. there and you see like, just like business dudes, like getting off the train and like going right to the arena and sitting there by themselves with their dinner, like their box dinner on their lap. Like you just see these, we see, you know, family, not just families, but like the wrestling audience is different. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're just, everyday people more so than here where just like like i said it's just acceptable for like a business dude in a suit to get off the train and sit in the you know sit in the audience and chill and it's like wow it's like mainstream here way more than it is in the states well so, it's, it's and and some of that kind of feels like how do i put this like in north america when wwe says a company's not on their level a lot of times they're right. You know what I mean? Like, cause like AEW doesn't sell out the arenas that WWE runs. They've sold out plenty of arenas, but sometimes they're smaller. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're just different, but because they're not selling out the same arenas, it, it does create a, it creates a separation in people's mind, uh, whether it's branding, whatever. Whereas like with new Japan, when, when people in new Japan say that Noah isn't on their level, Noah's still selling tickets to Budokan. Noah's still selling tickets right. to the same venues that New Japan is running. And it and creates, it, I think it creates a healthier yes. balance because like, because yes, you can, you can split hairs over whether JPW and Noah are on the same level. But, but the fact that the slightly lower level is still selling out Budokan, well, not selling out Budokan. And, and that's but why they can work to together. Yeah. For WWE to work with another promotion, a problem is what does WWE get out of it? Yep. Because who's watching who's watching indie wrestling that doesn't know what WWE is? Nobody. But everybody who's watching WWE, there's a large percentage of them that don't know what even what AEW is, even though AEW is getting more mainstream, it's very popular. Yeah. Go to your 7-Eleven or go to your gas station or wherever and or Walmart and ask the clerk if they've if they've ever heard of Adam Page. Mm Mm-hmm. And then ask well, them if they know if they ever heard of Roman Reigns. Well, hell, I've got I've got an I it, let's not do the hypothetical. Yesterday when I was in jury duty, and I mentioned sure. that I was a professional wrestling journalist, the judge said, Oh, like The Rock. Right. <laughs> yeah, he didn't be like, oh, Dan Housen? Yeah, he was uh, and, this and wasn't way, this Housen wasn't a judge popular. that was of course, of course. Yeah. But the, the, the judge wasn't exactly in the hook camp. You know, this was right. a guy who just knew <laughs> he, wrestling he go, as oh, a reference. Hook? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bail, uh have to, bailiff, uh send hook. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think, but I think that's the difference. It's that the reason why NJPW can so openly work with Noah so easily and mm-hmm. the other approach is because there it's so popular and normal yep. that the, the question isn't, well, what can they do for us? Because, oh, well, they have a huge audience. Um, you know, and AEW is getting there. I, I think eventually it's going to be undeniable. They're going to have to work together in some way eventually. Yes. Uh, um, unless, unless it totally, unless something totally goes, you know, cock up and fine. <laughs> But I was trying to Some, think, I was trying something, to think like a, something going cock up and sideways in the wrestling yeah. industry. I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. This is it's all I'm sailing. saying is if it's going to go cock up before they have to work together yeah. or after. <laughs> um, because the, the point is, it's gonna, something's gonna give. Uh, it's fun, it's fun to play. Uh, they hate each other and they're gonna hate each other forever. But the truth is, yep. it's business, whatever's best for business is the line, yep. right? So, um, uh, but but bring it back to NJPW and how that all works. 
I think they need the NJPW strong to be ambassadors for Japanese wrestling, whether they're um, Jap- from Japan, whether they're Japanese or whether they're American or whether they're Mexican or wherever they're mm-hmm. from. It's it's kind of like an embassy, right? And they mm-hmm. need ambassadors. And yes. I think that they're finally accepting them as such good ambassadors that they're like let's bring them here because we do need something from them and that thing is the fact that our japanese audience our home audience wants access to these guys that we only picked up because they're local to the geography but now we want them here like that's that is truly the story of wheeler yuda's like past year like i'm pretty sure he just got like flown into the new japan strong tapings and all was kind of spiraled from there um but yeah and and so it a-, a block, I think, is a big boost for the New Japan Strong guys because it's not just Clark Connors. Uh, New Japan Strong has been where the Impact New Japan relationship like lives. Ace Austin is all over uh, Impact and, and Strong. Alex Jane, Alex Zane has been on Strong, but then over in B Block, it feels more like it's it's the the only we've only got two debuts, two outsiders, and those outsiders are not from Strong. They barely, in fact, outside of Yuta, they haven't been really featured in new japan that much we've got we've got like we said wheeler yuta debuting from aew in the best of super juniors and then we have the gleet g-rex champion l lindeman who is uh kind of the the star of of gleet right now the star of the strong hearts group that has been running around uh on some of the other shows you you may have seen l lindeman teaming with Stra- with uh shima and uh t-hawk over the course of, of some of the past few shows but now that he gets to actually have a singles run, and not just a singles run, but it's in the best of Super Juniors, he is a defending champion of a company. Like, I, I got to believe that L. Lindemann is going to have a pretty damn interesting best of Super Juniors. And he's another example of NJPW really extending that olive branch to Gleet and being like, thank you for yeah. letting us use your talent, yada, yada. Because, like, hell, it's not a one-way street between Gleet and New Japan. Show has wrestled for Gleet. I believe they got Minoru Suzuki at one point, although he's he's a free agent, technically. Like, he works for New Japan, but he can work wherever he wants. Um, but it does it does feel like that, that uh, Gleet slash UWFI promotion is really working nicely with New Japan at the moment. But let's go through this B block. Like we said, we've got L. Lindemann. We've got the pure champion, Wheeler Yuta. We've got IWGP junior champion, El Desperado, Master Wado, Robbie Eagles, Bushi, TJ Perkins, El Fantasmo, and returning from CMLL, Titan. Titan is a big deal because CMLL has been in a weird place over the course of the pandemic. They haven't obviously been able to do a lot with New Japan. TJP has been wrestling in CMLL a little bit, so the partnership is still alive. But bringing in Titan, it sound, if rumors are to be believed, it sounds like they tried to get uh, Mascara Dorada, the former, um, the, the, the former Grand Metalique, to also be in it. it. It does seem like New Japan, now that the, the borders are opening a little bit, trying to get that CMLL partnership back on course maybe maybe we'll have the fantastica mania tour in 2023 who knows i mean anything maybe maybe fingers crossed there's a lot of time for things to go cock up as you said between now and then um (laughs) i don't want want to become like my catchphrase or anything (laughs) it Uh, is today john i'll forget about it by next week i I was gonna say tits up and then it felt like misogynist so i went with cock up and i just now it's a thing Look, I think I think either way, it's uh, it's weird and profane, and I love it. Um, but <laughs> that's how yeah. that's how everybody describes me. <laughs> an interesting an interesting note about B Block, though. No one in B Block has ever won the Best of Super Juniors. A Block, you've got Taguchi, who's won before. You've got Hiromu, who's won before. 
uh, and then you have a bunch of other folks who have been in it. But it it really B block and it's really the tournament in general has a a lack of people who have won the tournament before. So I would Which not be nice. surprised. Yeah, I would not be surprised if we get a first time winner. It's also again why I keep kind of looking at El Desperado. He's not the junior champ. He's with no disrespect to Master Watto or Robbie Eagles or El Fantasmo, he's the only one in B Block who I could even imagine making it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I ju- it ju- it feels like it's his tournament to lose at this point. But I don't know because you said the field was wide open, John. Who do you kind of think? Who do, who stands out yeah. from this list? Uh, doesn't have to even be logical. Just who who hits you right? Actually, I feel like Desperado is really yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hot streak. But also, 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 uh, Francesco was kind of like his promos. I did. I know it didn't focus on Desperado, mm-hmm. but Desperado was definitely in that list, right? Of yep, f- uh, photos that he was burning or yes, right? and well, shit. a lot of people were in in that list. But more importantly, yes, when Francesco but- Akira debuted. It was in the middle of El Desperado and Taiji Ishimori being like, hey, who's going to be the junior champ? And then Akira just kind of shows up and is like, hey, don't forget about me. Right. And I, and I and feel like I feel like nothing motivates somebody than someone hot on their fucking ass. Yep. And and then you add the fact that he was this. Cl- I mean, hell, if, I think if Visa issues had worked or if All Japan had just made a couple of extra better decisions, he would have been one of the central parts of the all japan junior division now he's being brought in by one of the the former junior aces you may not like will osprey but he is one of the former pillars of the junior heavyweight division it feels like this kid has a lot of uh, potential and in fact so much potential that i'm not ready to count francesco akira out just because this is first time we haven't seen him in new in fact if anything I I would not be surprised if this is the way to debut him, make him a big fucking deal, ruining the the best of super juniors right out the gate. I mean, I would like to see some of the folks from NJ, you know, PW Strong, mm-hmm. like one of them winning it would would kind of be a coup. It would it would be, be great, kind of rad. It'd be like uh, Carl just, Friedrichs when he won the Young Lion Cup a while back, and letting everyone know LA Dojo's where it's at. It would be a true super junior, that's for sure. Yep. Um, I just, I don't see it happening. Um, not, not with such star talent involved, but what better way to put over somebody new and put over someone from, uh, you know, not the outside cause they are still with NJPW, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if it, it would be fucking cool. He, cause here's, here's what I'm saying. If he, if he weren't being brought in by Osprey, I'd say maybe next year, but he's being brought in by Osprey and we know how new Japan feels about Osprey. Then you add uh, the fact they, they tried to screw him three times, man. We have been over this. They were protecting him from being further injured. Agree, if if anything, they're on his side. Listen, but my yeah. problem is I've listened to him too. Now he's he's complained so many times that now I'm starting to be like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. If somebody I, yeah. says something loud enough and enough times, have you learned over the past two years? It becomes truth. Very true. Very true. But I, I just, it, A, he's being brought in by Osprey. B, I feel like a broken record on this podcast saying this, but the United Empire needs something worth a damn. They need some kind of, don't get me wrong, I think Kavan O'Conn holding the, the IWGP tag belts for a, like, what, a month was a good start, but at the that's end of the, that's a, that's a month. And I think that if, if, especially if Aussie Open are going to be focused on the heavyweight tag division, which means neither of them are a junior, and the only other junior in United Empire is TJP, 
then I, I I feel like they need to make Francesco Akira someone. They need to make him as big as hell, or else uh, it's not going to it's not going to hit. It's not it's it's just going to be another way that the United Empire choked. And at at some point, you got to at some point you got to give these guys a little bit of legitimacy, especially after Osprey running around with that fake belt for a year. Um, well, it was it, real. It just wasn't the real belt. I mean, it wasn't like cardboard. We went over that. We went over this before. <laughs> before we went on the air, it was one of those replica belts that they give the WWE <laughs> superstars. Right. We talk about that. <laughs> it was because, uh, but no, it was it. It was a replica we're, we're belt, much like much like Okada's. Yeah. It was a replica belt, but it it yeah. does kind of it does it does feel like Francesco Akira either needs to be somebody or else he's going to be another Master Wado. And I think I think we we've seen what happened with Master Wado, and I think I I think Francesco Akira has a little bit more potential than that. I real I I he was one of the few bright spots of all Japan's past couple of years, and I, I hope that he becomes a bright spot of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That being said, I'm still going for El Desperado because it just feels like his yeah. tournament to lose at this point. Despy, despy, despy. That's it. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be El Desperado versus. Francesco Akira, but man, I would love another Desperado Hiromu match. You know, like I don't Akira, know. Akira does feel like could also win. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There are it. You're that's not what wrong. Makes it a good tournament lineup. Exactly. No, and that's why you weren't wrong earlier when you said that it's open to what it's. It's very wide open. Um, but yeah, it's like it's El Desperados to lose, and he's got some folks nipping at his heels before the tournament's even begun. Because we've still got still got over ten days. It starts on May fifteenth going to run until june 3rd i will be covering all of it for wrestle zone i will be your your nocturnal animal as the batman said uh you're getting been... back into that so you're gonna do you start your regimen now to start yeah I've, I've started journaling i've been listening to something in the way by nirvana as much as possible by the time may 15th comes around i will i'll i'll be back in the saddle baby you'll have eyeliner on yep I, i'll have the it'll be smeared everywhere i'm gonna be coming Sweet. on thomas island looking like a raccoon that's tight uh, yeah, just digging, digging through the trash, finding, <laughs> finding headlines. Uh, but yeah, Best of Super Juniors is coming up May fifteenth. It's gonna be mm-hmm. wild, and just before that, there, New Japan's gonna be in DC and Philadelphia. Capital Collision in DC, and then Collision in Philadelphia. I believe the the day afterwards. The big announced match, like I said earlier, Kazuchika Okada and Trent Beretta reuniting to take on Jay White and Hikuleo. A lot, lot going on there lot going between Okada straight up teaming with an AEW star to uh, Jay White and Hikuleo suddenly going from like button heads to like, I guess, I guess Hikuleo's chosen his side. I, there's still time for him to, you know, change his mind and come on over to the, the side of right and good and true truth. But uh, for right now, he seems to be uh, breathing with the switchblade. what do you think of this match, John? I hate seeing Hikuleo work with jay white it's it hurts it, it hurts right creeps me out to the core man especially I mean, he better debut some new trunks if he's going to be in there with the tights that have the red and gold the tama and t have been wearing I'm like man it's just gonna feel so wrong you know what i hope he gets split ends too not just evil <laughs> i hope Higaleo gets split ends hope he wakes up one day and he's like oh no i split ends i hope he fuck wakes it. up with bad hair he's had good yeah. hair for too long yeah fuck him and also he's too handsome anyway so you know take him down but like peg. i said but saying that like i said there is st- hikuleo there is still time to come yeah. on over to the side of truth justice and the Hontai way baby come home <laughs> you know just you just can blame home. it all on evil 
Yeah. Um, no, I get it. Listen, you're hanging out with a new crowd. You know, those boys are like being really nice to you, making you feel like a real man, you know? It's so, like, you know, you feel like a big boy and, and, and I get it. I get it. It's a bad influence. We don't blame you. You come, you come home, you come, yeah. you know, you come back to your brothers, come back to, come to the Island, come be on the Island. You know, you could come be a guest on the Island and nobody's scared of that. Absolutely. You know, well, I mean, not right now I, while you're hanging with Jay White, but no, you know. no, no. And until until he actually changes his mind, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, yeah. a tough time for him. But no, yeah, he can. There's always we'll give him a discount on the Patreon. We'll give him there's, uh, all, yeah, there's, there's always forgiveness on the island. There is yeah. always forgiveness on the island. I like uh, uh, Scott in the chat here. Bring it up. Hikuleo's the BC mole. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. Oh, I want I, like I, I want. I want to believe that he has other options that maybe he's doing that that old school thing of, of trying to manipulate the forces of evil to do good because that is a thing you can do if you if you try hard enough and you work hard enough but it all it, it, it's also possible that he's falling in with a bad crowd man, falling in with the wrong the wrong group man peer pressure either way he enough, you know the promise he didn't watch enough after school specials is what that's it what it is that's what it is but either way i'm rooting for okada and trent reuniting the okada crews from uh, what was that like 2018 2019 if you haven't yeah. if you haven't seen it it's out there okada driving a boat trent as, as his trusty first mate they're gonna finally finally reunite there is also been he's not doing the minivan he's not gonna have the mom drive no nope. well hey maybe i would love Shooting to see money o out the window i would love to see okada in the backseat of sue's minivan spraying one of those money guns all over the crowd it'd be great i think there's a lot that could happen there um but that's not the only big uh announcement for capital collision well technically this hasn't been announced yet but will osprey has challenged hiroshi tanahashi John Moxley and Juice Robinson to a four-way match for Hiroshi Tanahashi's IWGP United States title. Osprey was supposed to face Tanahashi in the Pepe Dome, ended up catching COVID along with Tatsumi Fujinami, and so he was replaced by Tomohiro Ishii in the IWGP United States Championship uh, match. Tanahashi won the belt. It seemed like Osprey would then deal with Tanahashi because they have some loose ends that were, you know, because of the, the positive PCR test. But then Juice Robinson showed up after Ishii versus Tanahashi and kind of laid his claim to challenging for the IWGP US belt. And then you got John Moxley running around North America calling himself the ace of New Japan, saying he's going to win the IWGP US belt. Everybody's talking about the US title, John. Everybody wants this US uh. belt. And I can't blame him. It's a beautiful belt. I think it's one of the, the prettiest belts New Japan has. It but, might be the uh, one of the prettiest belts in all of wrestling. Very possible. Very, very possible. It's up there. But it, yeah, it it does feel like thing. And and I hate to I hate to be a broken record, but poor Sonata, poor Sonata's out with an yeah. injury. And now from, he's like he's like he's like watching from the window. It's like it's like rear window. He's just up he, there like with his binoculars. Yeah. He finally won a singles title in New Japan, had to vacate it through injury, and now the title scene is so crowded that when he comes back, he's going to really have to fight to get back into that. Like, yes, he will have a claim to it, but man, it's a crowded division right now. It's a crowded, crowded top of the top of the heap. I hate, I hate four ways for titles because it's like, you know, I get it, but the fact that, you know, somebody doesn't even have to really, like, you don't have to really even lose to lose you know what i mean i'm yeah, glad I you said that. it because personally I, I i i and i you know as someone Even triple threats are dodgy for me i and thank you because I, I as someone who listens to let's put it this way as someone who listens to a, a lot of early 20th century music i've accepted that i am 
not exactly in the zeitgeist right now. I don't necessarily, sure. I'm not what you would call a, a, a newfangled wrestling fan. And so for me, I'm like singles matches and then yeah. tag matches. That's I don't fatal four ways. Not crazy about them. Triple threats. To, not crazy about them. I don't even like the elimination the champion. Chamber. To yeah. become the champion. Otherwise, because yep. the thing is, the reason why champion, uh, the, um, sorry, champion's advantage exists yep. is because, well, if you cheat, then you didn't be the champion, right? Well, now, now to be fair, champion's advantage exists in WWE. It exists, no, I course, believe, in course, AEW. New Japan technically doesn't have it. But I a just title can change. Yes, conceptually. I I mean, but I mean, but in, in, and the, well, because they don't bring it up because it doesn't happen, but technically a title can change hands in New Japan over a count out or a disqualification, which is why guys like Red Shoes Uno tend to give so much leeway in those title matches. That's why, how it should be. Uh, no, and I, I agree with you, but I just, I just, I, if we're going to be talking about the champion's advantage, You're right. it doesn't that's exist. It doesn't exist in New be. Japan. And that's why I didn't realize because it doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but the point is, the point is, if you didn't beat the champion, you ain't the champion. So yep. the fact that the champion doesn't even have to lose to lose the title is garbage to me. Yeah, no, um, and, and, and it's annoying. And, it's annoying. And, and, and it's a place where I understand that I'm probably I'm, I'm probably an old man yelling at a cloud. There are lots of people that like fatal four ways. They like the triple sure. threats. Hell, WrestleMania can't seem to do without a triple threat. But I don't uh, mind it for the I don't mind it to earn a title shot. Yeah, I could live even that. Yeah, I know. I, can, I know I it's still dodgy. It. I know it's still yeah. dodgy. But if that's what you have to do, because you have so many people that are eligible. Um, mm -hmm. But but the problem also to me, writing wise, it's a fucking coward's way out because mm -hmm. they're like, well, we don't want the champion to lose because we make them look bad. So we're going to have them lose without losing. You know what I mean? Yep. So we'll have so, so he won't get covered. You know what yep. I mean? Like somebody else will get covered. And it's like, no, it's garbage. Fucking stop it. Um, anyway, but... I'm sure I've, I'm sure I pissed off a lot of wrestling fans like every oh, episode. No, it's I'm been, sure I say it's... one thing but it's least. fine it wouldn't it wouldn't be thomas island if we didn't if we didn't shout at a cloud from time to time we're, we're not we're not a wrestling podcast no we're no Tom, we're not thomas island podcast we're thomas island we talk about whatever the hell we feel like talking about yeah. especially especially on a week like this where i'm still just you know doing a victory lap from getting out of jury duty um but it's man just, it, you're you gotta be on you gotta be on cloud nine right now man not only that you 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 won you know tomatonga won yeah, W's all over the board in Thomas Island, man. Oh yeah, no, it's it it. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. Um, but I am, I I I am excited for Capital Collision. I think a lot of the matches are good. I yeah. don't get me wrong. While I don't prefer Fatal Four Ways, I think the the four way match for the U.S. Belt, if that gets announced, will be interesting. But uh, it definitely. It definitely is going to be an interesting road to Forbidden Door because that's what I'm calling it now. We're we're on the uh, double or nothing is on the road to Forbidden Door. Capital Collision's on the road to Forbidden Door. Hell, even Dominion's on the road to Forbidden Door, and uh, I I am interested. Uh, I'm interested to see where where we go from here, especially especially now that you know AEW's in Best of Super Juniors. Like there, I as as someone who I think I, I was very very hesitant to go all in on the new japan aew partnership over the past couple of years like i've always been the one to say hey let's all take a deep breath and remember how everything happened it's real now like this is yeah. it, it, it you can't deny it anymore and i, I also realized sorry i realized that i'm not being fair about the fatal four way in this context because i also okay. do acknowledge the fact that i realize they're bringing people here mm -hmm. and so they got to have they want to put as much talent here that people yes. don't get to see live as possible Mm -hmm. And I think that's a valid, I think that is maybe a valid it's, reason to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's why I'll never, I'll not never to drag get, it back to that. I just, no, I just you, it clicked. 
no you do bring up a very good point because it's the same reason why i would never get on like hell every independent show has a six-man scramble for that exact reason and so i i can't knock it it's just you know it's it's a crowded division and as some as a sonata respecter i'm here to say hey let's show some respect for sonata and quit crowding up this title scene (laughs) he'll be back any he'll be back any day now i promise they should let him do commentary (laughs) yes there you go well no, I, I it's don't a long think flight with a, with a, with a here's the thing. A, it's yeah. a long fight. And B, I, I say this again as a Sonata respecter. I don't think more time on the microphone is going to make people hooked on Sonata. You know what I okay. like? He's not no, I got talking. You. Even Sonata has been like uh, talking is not my strong suit. Please he's more don't of a dancer. Really. He's, yeah, he's more he's more of a song and dance man. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't put him on commentary, but I would. I don't know. Get him on social media or something trying to remind people that like he's the right and true king of america right now by rules of the united states title uh to answer the I mean, question that's in the question, fuck, that's a, that's in the magna carta yeah to answer the question in the chat we i don't know how long sonata is going to be out but it's it's for a broken orbital bone and so it sh- it shouldn't be like super i'm not i i i feel like he'll be back by tag league i'm not sure they know either yeah exactly i don't think sonata knows um because they haven't really given any kind of indication and usually we hear something right yes yes usually so, we hear something or some so, but he's they're been, very he's transparent been, yeah he's been pretty quiet especially new japan they're very transparent about health stuff yeah. so i'm sure they will let us know when it's looking like sonata's healthy or they won't and he'll be a big surprise either way we'll be a waiting big surprise for in wrestling in 2022 get out of here i know yeah either way we'll be waiting for you cold skull come on back to us uh, and speaking speaking of lij injuries sonata's not the only oh. one out because tetsuya naito after losing to kazuchika okada has decided to undergo emergency eye surgery he's apparently been wrestling with double vision for the past like year it's been causing him some anxiety and he's finally Is that found his new the time theme to get a deal with it's gonna come out too double i guess vision double vision yeah um but no it's it it seems like as oh, as much as we talk about how house of torture is on the ropes lij is snake bit right now because you got be fair, Sonata's... At, least, at least at least they have a reason yes no at least it's, like, i'm house, not saying house of torture has got a full fucking roster full of like yes, yes. healthy people and they can't get it going so yes. But no, but it doesn't change the fact that Sonata's out with injury. Naito is out with injury. Shingo Takagi is feuding with Taichi over the KOPW 2022 trophy. And Hiromu is not my front runner for Best of Super Juniors. So unless Bushi decides that he's going to really have a great 2022, they're gonna, it's going to be a tough one for LIJ for the next few months. Uh, I, I yeah. feel bad for the LIJ fans because like, it is a case of one of the most popular factions that can't stop getting like every, there's always an injury in lij whether it's hiromu whether it's naito whether it's sonata like it just i feel bad for him it's because of how they go i mm-hmm. mean i mean when they're in the ring they give it i mean not that not i mean everybody gives it their all like i don't mm-hmm. I, I mean i don't think there's a lazy person in jpw no but they all have a very aggressive style mm-hmm. and i think that that just means you put yourself in danger more you know uh, or at least you exert yourself more um and and granted, these two things are not really either you know either person you know either person's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that fucking sucks. That's that luck. Yeah. You know, Lij is always something that's happening. Absolutely, absolutely. Which it makes it's... sense. Evil left. He hasn't been injured since, right? So, <laughs> wow, you make a very good point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You make you make a you make a real real good point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Lij, because. Uh, because of all of the changes to the card, LIJ got to team with 
the inaugural IWGP Junior Champion Shiro Koshinaka on uh, this past at the uh, at the Pepe Dome at Wrestling Duntaku. So Tatsumi Fujinami's back. Shiro Koshinaka's back. Uh, I'm very worried that New Japan has been watching a lot of Noah and decided, hey, we got some guys who are over the age of 50. They can go. Uh, it. it I like seeing them back. I like the way they're using yeah. them as like these these special guests. I am just after seeing the reign of Fuji, the reign of Fujita, and the reign of Muto over the past like year. There is part of me that's like, all right, let's not let them, let's not let them take over now. Um, but speaking of Noah, speaking of pro wrestling Noah, Satoshi Kojima is apparently in Noah now. He is. Uh, he saw that there was some fruitful ground for, for some some fruitful ground over there in Noah. He went over there, won a uh who did he team with Naomichi Marafuji in a tag win and then at the end of the night was challenging new GHC heavyweight champion Goshiyazaki for the title. Greetings. It's an, it's entirely possible that by this time next month or so we're going to be talking about GHC champion Satoshi Kojima. Uh so hey, Bread Club supporters, uh shout out to y'all. It might be it might be a good year for you. Um good day to be into carbs. Yep, a good day to be into carbs. Uh let's see. Triple Mania was also this past weekend. I I haven't caught up on a lot of it, but the Young Bucks match was very good. Young Bucks versus uh, I believe it was Phoenix and uh Vikingo. It's been it's it definitely looks like between AEW and AAA uh, or between NJPW and AAA AEW has, has found some places for their many many talent to to kind of work off of TV. So that's very good. Uh, let's see what else is going on in the wrestling world. Oh, speaking of AEW, they're getting a new reality show. So there's oh, another W. That? Yeah, there's an. I I don't know. It was news that just came out this pat today. There was a, a oh, Warner Media. There was a Warner Media survey that went around asking, "What do you think the name of the next AEW reality show should be?" It sounds like it's going to be a behind the scenes look at, at AEW. But is it possible? But is it po- is it possible that that's just to feel it out or? No, it's like, it sounds like it sounds like the, it, it sounds like the the show is a go. They just haven't figured out the name yet, um, and and so this does this does mean that I could pat myself on the back for what I said last week when I said that the uh, pause in scripted development over at Warner Media is going to mean very good things for stuff like AEW because here we are. Oh, yeah, right. they're now getting a they're now getting a reality show. It's now very clear that warner media discovery see them as a reality sports product not as a scripted product which is where they're kind of pivoting away from also so uh, it's sorry, cheap no it's i'm gonna say it's cheap because everything's already happening mm-hmm. it's not like another reality show where you have to set up scenes i'm sorry yep. for everybody who thought that reality shows were real yep. um yeah <laughs> sorry uh you don't have to cast extras you don't have to lock down yep. sets uh, shit's already happening. You just set up the camera. Now, granted, they still have to create storylines, whatever the fuck they're doing, but it's cheap. You just send well, and- a fucking crew. Even if it's a documentary series, you still have to set up interviews. You still have to, you know, whatever. Yeah, but I, and to be fair, but they're there. The I talent's think, there. I, and to be fair, if there's any company that has proven that they know how to tell a story outside of the TV, it's AEW. I mean, there are stories going on on yeah. Dark. There are stories going on on BTE. If you watch the Road Two specials that they do, like a lot of those have certain amounts of of story added 
to them and so like i wouldn't be uh i wouldn't be too surprised if if they they take to this storytelling method like a duck to water because now now if you've it's it's kind of like reshoots in movies now if you've got something that didn't land on tv you can immediately film something backstage for the reality show that can tie everything together and hey there work you go for total divas uh, work for total divas because like the women's division was having trouble with some yep. storylines and then they started using that where it's like oh everybody's mad at natty so let's yep. have her fight you know naomi and it's like a whole thing um but now and, it's total divas for the entire company from what it sounds right like. well and and i think that's smart um and i think wb would be smart save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or seven up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because they're looking at their portfolio and saying, well, what can we leverage for cheap content? Mm -hmm. um, the question is, does that mean that they're going to want to do a streaming thing with AEW? Because otherwise, what the hell? Nobody's going to know what the hell's going on. Yep. Because there are audiences that only now have streaming that do not have TV. They mm -hmm. don't have cable TV. So they're going to see this behind the scenes thing. Now, does Warner Media think that that's going to make people sign up for Time Warner Cable or whatever? But that's a different company now. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. You know, they don't sell I cable. Right. Yeah, I, th I think it, it's going to more exist as a way to double down on on AEW because now instead of having because now you've got their ad budget, obviously, you've got their PR and all that. But now you've also got this extra advertisement that is it, technically a show, but it's it's an advertisement for another show. And so that's, like, but that's the thing, unless people can access that show, how is the content relevant? So does this indicate I'm asking you think this indicates a better chance that there's going to be a streaming deal? Oh, oh, that's what you're asking. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a way to determine if the streaming deal means AEW has to set it up or if they're going to finally put it on whatever the Warner Media Discovery right. streaming super platform is going to, to be. To have the behind the scenes show of a show that you don't have access to. Because we're assuming we're assuming that this is for streaming subscribers, not for TV. You know what I'm saying? No, it sounds like a, a cable TV company show. Anymore, it's, but it sounds like it's a TV show. Oh, I thought this was for Discovery. No, Plus. no, 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 no. This is a this is oh, a reality I'm show that will like. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. I didn't do my homework for this episode. That's my. I was because I've I've been tweeting about it. Um, I rolled in. But, I rolled in ten minutes before the show. Oh, all, all good. No, but yeah, like it really is a. Uh, it, it's a. Uh, it's supposed to be a TV show, from what it sounds like. I mean, it, right. it's entirely possible that this changes from. Like I said, this is all based on a survey that was asking about uh, how to. Uh, what what the name of the show should be but yeah no it sounds like this is going to be a, a tv show for like if you are flipping channels and you see this then you're going to start going well, what's this aew thing or or hell it's just them recognizing that they've got a lot of aew viewers that aren't paying attention to the schedule outside of aew and this is a way to just get so to get that get that sweet sweet however what is it like nine hundred thousand they get for dynamite get a get a, get at least half of that for for a random thursday night or whatever then the problem is though like not a problem but you're you're pulling another time slot that show has to do fucking banger 
right? Which is difficult not, for not if you're replacing like I don't know reruns or something. Like I don't I I right. honestly be and well, this that's is true. No, you're right. If it's if it's because like uh, I don't know what, they rerun what Montana, hit but... what hit show are we gonna replace on TNT or TBS? Like they don't they have AEW, they have basketball, and they have baseball. Like those are the hits. I'm surprised they don't have any DC shows. Not that we're not that that matters, but that's CW. The DC television no, stuff is. I know, isn't, but why? Because like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, like if because you, if you... because C CW was smart enough to sign it back when DC yeah, didn't matter. Right. Back when back before Warner Brothers gave a shit about DC. Um, Man, I, I can't wait till we get out of this era of confusion of who owns what rights to who and what and blah blah blah. Ah, uh, uh, because hey. it seems like they they are fixing that as we go, like Marvel and DC and all that. They're all. You, you, out there. you say right. that, and then then Sony keeps coming out with weirder and weirder <laughs> Spider-Man spinoffs. We're about to, we're about to get Bad Bunny playing a luchador from straight up two issues of of Spider-Man. So They're I kind really of really counting on that character going over because oh, nobody knows who they are. Oh, absolutely, and I think with Bad Bunny they can do it. And just the fact that the the money laundering front the, that is the Sony Marvel movies are fun. Like I I remember more about Morbius the guys than. Did, uh, uh, fuck it, was it? Oh shit, what was that? Hansel and Gretel or whatever they did, or one of those are uh, the Grim Grim the, Grim. The, yeah, they did the Grims. They the, did the, the, the no, writers but... and director they picked. They literally were like, "We're gonna make the shittiest fucking movie possible because it mm. has to." fail so hard yep. that the board of directors will let us try harder next time yep <laughs> you know what i mean they didn't give us no, enough no, money like, we're gonna say but, the budget wasn't high enough that's why no we but failed. i i i sincerely remember more from morbius than i do from no way home and so like I, i'm okay i'm okay sense. with the sony marvel movies i would like give give or me maybe, a million give me a million maybe, tom hardy venoms maybe um, they're tired of making marvel movies and they're trying so hard to let the board sell it back to marvel yep. Yep, that's probably <laughs> because somebody the stock's gonna go up, right? That that makes that makes the uh, that makes the most sense. But yeah, it's I, the producers. But, it's like the but producers. Back, but back to Sorry. the original point. Back, back. You're they right. Don't, Sorry. They don't have hits. Like no. oh, at no. the end of the day, I no. really think what what Warner Media notices is that there are a lot of people like like me who watch Dynamite, who watch Rampage, and then for the rest of the week never set foot on TNT or TBS again. The Unless Cubs are doing. I don't watch basketball and the Cubs are doing terrible. So I haven't been watching baseball a lot either. So like, I don't, I don't end up on TBS. I don't end up yeah. on TNT unless it's time for less. It's time for wrestling. And I think they recognize that. And they're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's, let's get a little bit more of that, that wrestling viewership. Let's uh, I just don't know if it's going to translate. We're going to have to see. We'll they, see. They, they I... have to get the right director and the right producing team. So that it doesn't look like a, a Kardashians thing. It doesn't mm -hmm. look like a. It's got to be authentically AEW, and I hope to God. If any, if if anyone can do it, AEW. Yeah, if anyone can do it, Discovery can. Um, because like so. at the at the end of the day, they are they they are really good at the reality show, sure. uh, genre. That hell, that's why they were in the they were able to get to the point where they could merge with Warner in the first place. They somewhat um, invented a style of it too. Yep. Uh, and and have kind of maintained the integrity of that. Um, I mean, especially like stuff like Investigation Discovery too. Yep. Like actually all their brands do fairly well. Um, but but going back to how it affects AEW, I'm just wondering if, I'm still wondering if this is still a gateway to adding some kind of streaming deal down the road. I wouldn't be, yeah, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a stalemate right now because Tony Khan doesn't want to start his own streaming service in HBO or well, and Warner isn't quite at the point where they want to put AEW on HBO Max because they haven't given up as H on HBO Max as being criterion light. 
is what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we, ta- yeah. we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this last week, but uh, I, it, I the four hour cut of Justice League being in four three because it's IMAX and then releasing an entire black and white cut of it proves yep. how much they think they're the Criterion channel. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. And I mean, hell, they, they, they add the deleted scenes. Um, Hulu's kind of getting on that now. Hulu started adding like the black and white version of Nightmare Alley. Uh, which is the way to see the movie. If you haven't seen Nightmare Alley yet, go go to Hulu, go to the extras section and watch it I in black it. and white. You it see was, the black oh, and white I, cut? Oh, I didn't watch it in black and white. Okay. I don't know if I can sit through it again. It was good. Uh, it felt it felt long. Um, it's very long. Yeah, it's a novel. It's a, a book, lot of it, man. Afterwards, I, afterwards, I was like, this movie just should have been the last hour. <laughs> like, I mean, but it was good. It was good. I enjoyed nah, it. No, because then you don't get the fall. You don't get. You, yeah, you no, only I get know, the fall if it's the best. You need the rise. You need the my, fall. My problem like, is I remember the original. So my uh, yeah no okay yeah no and it, well and I I don't know. I the original felt more concise, but the, the original gotta, is. This isn't a film podcast. Oh, I know. We'll we'll talk about it more in happy hour. But yeah, I think I it, it, either way, go see Nightmare Alley. It was very good. Um, this is our chance to start a backdoor pilot of any other podcast we want because well, Tom is not here. We have no guests. And we're all we're at the point where we've hit an hour and we've talked about everything. So it's like, why not talk about movies for a little bit? Uh, I um, saw everything everywhere all at once. Um, oh, what'd you think? I, I fucking loved it. I loved right? every minute of it. It's Fantastic. one of my favorite movies this year. That and the Batman. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get back into the theaters because it's it's in IMAX now where I'm at. Like I got the whole, so, I got the holy bible right here. Oh, you got yeah, you're going hard in the Batman. You got so I'm I'm telling you. Those are your two favorite. Yeah, I'm I, I'm with you. My everything everywhere all at once. Number one, ambulance. Number two, right now. Uh, I can't do the, ambulance because I started working on a script with somebody uh, that was a very similar plot, and that movie came out, and I was like, well, I can't do better. Okay, yeah, it's a oh man. Ambulance. Ours was different. Ours was about. I'm just gonna tell it because we're not gonna finish it now. Uh, ours okay. was about an ambulance driver who's um, delivering an organ, and okay. it gets hijacked because a cartel boss needs the organ. Okay. But the just uh, an ambulance getting hijacked, it's already fucked. It's over. Oh yeah, no, like you it, and but man, if you haven't seen Ambulance yet, go check that out, baby. Go I'm check gonna. that. It should be up on Peacock soon. I think I think that's the plan. Um, but enough about movies. We talked about AEW, we talked about New Japan. Let's see. Uh WWE oh, Cody Cody and Seth Rollins are still doing. Oh, if we're going to talk about the movies, also Justin Lin quit the uh, yeah, fast, fast, fast 10 because the Rock apparently was right. Yeah, because apparently Vin Diesel is showing up late and out of shape, which when you're built like Vin Diesel, I think means more of a, a mental state than a, a oh, physical state. Um, but yeah, man, I, yeah. I, that. Did you see the video of Vin Diesel being yes. like, hey, is this going to be the best movie? And, and uh, Justin, <laughs> Justin Lin's like, oh, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, and that video is so much funnier now that you know that Vin Diesel apparently showed up late to set that day and <laughs> wasn't off book. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame him. Listen, if I wasn't, I'd be trying to distract people with selfies hey, and shit too. As 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 a secret fan of the Now You See Me fan franchise, I'm very fascinated by the fact that Louis Lettier is going to be able to turn Fast Ten into Now You Three Me. Uh, it's going to be now great. You three Me. Now You Three Me. It's, they're going to be making whole cars disappear. It's going to be great. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, let's see. WWE is. Uh, they still got Cody and Seth feuding all over the place they have a pay-per-view this weekend with no world title match or are are there any title matches this weekend i could i could be wrong but there it's it's a it's not a lot of excitement for wrestlemania backlash uh, at the moment so i was we'll, gonna say but well they uh the uh didn't aj and finn balor make their hands kiss they did the little yeah they did the too sweet and then they immediately cut the too sweet out of the youtube replay 
So uh, uh, yeah, well, they don't want people to get excited for the wrong thing. Like, true. I yeah, I still don't know what's going on there with AJ and Finn. Uh, it it would be hilarious if. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, no. I was gonna say I get the vibe that that was like an improv moment that they were told not to do, yep. and both their personality traits, knowing knowing both their personalities, they went, "Oh no, we're doing it." Then you tell us not to do, we're fucking doing it. Oh yeah, no, exactly, and that's why they cut it out of the YouTube thing. I, it, yeah. I'm not trying to make too big a deal out of it, but I do, I do think it's funny that WWE keeps like flirting with the idea of doing Bullet Club and then being like, "Oh, never mind. No, thanks, we're good." Well, um, they don't need it. I mean, the problem is it's a knock. I'm gonna call it a knockoff, but whatever. Uh, it's 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 a parody of a thing that WWE yep create you know did they don't create but you know what I mean you know the whole outsiders and WCW and NWO and everything else that went down yeah and it's it's a parody of it and it's weird for them to take the parody and then do a parody of that parody yeah yeah so that's, I get that's it. no and I I I agree with you I don't think they need it which is why I think it's so much funnier that every few years they're like hey what if like we kind of did Bullet Club ish. It doesn't have to be Bullet yeah. Club. We're barely well, gonna can't use... call it Bullet Club because oh. the first time there's a school shooting or something, they're gonna be fucked on selling merch. Oh, I, th- I thought you were gonna. T- I thought you were gonna say it's because of the trademark. You went right to the worst oh. case scenario. <laughs> no, no, I think it's a PR thing. I don't think it's a trademark yeah. thing. They got fucking money. Like yeah. they ain't worried about it. They could license it from NJPW. Yeah. Um. Like that's that's really no problem. Or whoever owns the rights. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a lawyer, and also, I've never asked. But what I'm saying is. I think it's more about gun, you know, like like if, if there's a shooting or something and then people get weird about them having the bullet club. I just think mm-hmm. they can set themselves up for a Marilyn Manson ZD disaster. Yeah. Uh, no, where I, like I a think... kid wears like a bullet club shirt and then does something stupid and then, you know. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you're spot on there. Um, but it 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 like I said, we got to talk about it. Um, no, I, I never heard some firings in NXT. Oh, yeah, that's well, not firing. Uh, sorry. Uh, contract non-renewals and also maybe cancellations or well yeah because in some cases uh malcolm bivens is a, a good example of this they asked not to renew their contract um i believe dakota kai because dakota kai was also him. one no he, of course he doesn't need it uh but then there are some I, like I, I can't remember which one but one of the superstars they released uh this past weekend had like just bought a house the week or month before so some mm. of them were obviously not expecting this i can't blame them uh but folks please when you get a new job do not buy a house until you know you're gonna be there a long time yeah it's it's tough um but it it Ooh. does it does kind of highlight and this is this has been the word a lot lately that wwe is really going back to nxt being developmental if you have parker. some potent what parker boudreaux he no he didn't buy a house but he was definitely oh, but he, one but where... he did, was released yeah yeah and he was it doesn't sound like he was expecting it um because he was a you know a pretty heavy hell he was the the muscle for the main heel on nxt 2.0 but yeah. back to my original point it does feel like nxt 2.0 has now decided we don't need a roster our whole point is to have the people we've signed if you're doing well in NXT, you're going to immediately go to the main roster. If you're not doing well in NXT, because from what we're hearing, a lot of the releases were because they weren't growing quick enough. Like Keith Lee was a, a case where apparently he wasn't growing in, in training enough. And so the, it does seem like WWE has finally started to say that we're not going to just keep people around to entertain the folks at full sale. We're going to be using, or wherever the uh, NXT is taped now, we're going to be using NXT as a way to figure out who the next Braun Breaker is. We're going to be using it to figure out who the next Roman Reigns is. 
which is what developmental is supposed to be. But if you're an NXT fan who liked it as the glorified super indie, it's going to be a real shell shock for you over the next and, and like, the, year. And the problem is it's on TV and that's, yep. you, you don't need to be doing that unless you're creating honestly, a, a new tough enough. With, then bill with, it as a new tough enough. With right? the way these releases are going, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not on TV much longer. It and, does oh, not. And I, and I agree with that. I wouldn't, I would be surprised if it's just gone in a way because I, it does really feel like they're kind of like stripping it. Like when somebody yep. like, buys something and then they start like taking like selling parts of it it feels like they're <laughs> stripping it back to what it was before nxt a FCW place where, almost, fcw right? where you could definitely go to some live events and maybe they'll have some local tv but i don't see it being a central part of the wwe programming and i think it's forward. inappropriate to have your development on tv anyway again yeah. unless it's in a tough enough situation no, and, because and again that's why i said it's it's what developmental is supposed to be it's supposed to be them saying these are the people we we definitely can keep and these are the people that we don't think fit because it now that now that the wrestling world is big enough wwe can finally say you don't fit go someplace where you can make some more money uh, a good example of that is uh uh probably well it's not a good example because they denied his release but roderick strong's trying to get out of his contract now meaning also, the, the final final member of undisputed era is 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 leaving also, um, as indies get stronger and yep. more popular and have their own streaming and all the shit, let them do the developmental for you. Yep. Let these people get big in ROH, or now that ROH is AW, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let them get big in GCW. Let them get big on NJPW Strong. And then you grab them when they're already fucking superstars. Mm -hmm. In a way, AEW has already made a problem for itself by bringing as many people in as possible, all these indie people, because now we see stars coming up out of nowhere like mjf not that he was from nowhere but you know what i mean yeah um he was never officially with wwe and now they've made it somebody else made him a big star and now they go hey why don't you come over and he's mm -hmm. already tv ready yep and he's, he's and he's already thinking jungle about boy it. jungle boy yeah. is already tv ready they don't got to do shit <laughs> so yes. yes they're basically I, they're gonna treat AEW like developmental it's gonna yeah. happen and I, I think they should. Like, I'm not going to lie. Hey, but, uh, you make somebody else do the work for you and spend exact, all that money. Especially especially if they're living under the Nick Khan rule of cut the costs at any, even from Bray Wyatt all the way to developmental, just cut the costs. Uh, and Man, so I wouldn't. It's smart. And then, now, yeah. and then you can send talent, people like Adam Cole, that they feel, um, you know, that they, uh, well, he asked for his release. Maybe that's a bad example. But there's people leaving WWE going to other places that they felt weren't ready. Mm hmm uh even I like think, Alistair Black, right? I think like, I think Matt I think Matt Cardona is gonna be back in WWE by oh, the end of the decade. Sure. Listen, he uh, likes he likes action figures too much to not come back to the company with the largest well, action figure. And he's he's just a perfect example of them telling someone you're not over. He left and got over. He's the NWA champion. Like he's it, don't get me wrong, I get that there are people that aren't crazy about Matt Cardona, but like you can't deny that he has completely transformed uh his his presentation. He's the since talent, heading to he, he, here, sorry, he's the talent the main audience is going to be into. He, it, uh, you know what? The best example, he Cody Rhodes himself. Oh, fuck. He bet on himself. Look at Cody and, Rhodes, right? Yep, and look where Cody Rhodes is now. And so that's show, why I'm show like... Show him when he left WWE and then show him now. Yep, make make Vince miss you, baby. That's the that's the key. Imagine you only watch WWE. You've seen this guy. He was the dashing, had the, the face mask and stuff. And then he did. He was Stardust. And you're like, this guy, this is fucking weird. Then he's gone. And you move mm -hmm. on. And then this guy comes back in his new gear, blonde hair, fucking bigger than he ever was. Mm -hmm. And he comes back and he's a huge rock star. Yep. Actually, shout out to Dexter in the chat, bringing up another good point of someone else who did that. Drew McIntyre. Huge. 
big was deal. someone who like they 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 fired him he went to the independency he went to evolve he went to impact he went a bunch of places and now he's a like he is completely transformed from the way he was that first time he was in wwe um and so I mean, yeah i i i yeah. think w i think and especially if this keeps happening if wwe is going to keep throwing as much money as they have at people like cody rhodes why are you paying for developmental? Why are you paying? Why are you produ- or even better? Why are you producing developmental as a TV show when it could be something to create more surprises? Um, and let them let them spend their time working on their craft and on their characters without the pressure of being on TV. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is they're going to fuck up on TV or they're not going to be good enough on TV. And you're going to go, oh, this guy's not a star. Fuck this guy. But it is because you threw him in front of a TV camera before they were ready. Yep. And you know, so, you know where, and, and speaking of NXT, you know where all of the like black and gold NXT stars made their name? It wasn't on TV. It was on the Coco Loop or the Lauderdale Loop or whatever that, yeah. that Florida yeah. loop that they would do of like random live shows at like VFW halls where like a guy, like, what's a good example? <sighs> He's a bad example because he got released. I was going to say Velveteen Dream made his name on the Coco uh, yeah, scene. Yeah, that was not his name. Well, no. It, look, he the the man was Bra- a bad I mean, Bray person. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's a good example of that. Huge uh, example. Eze- Eze- uh, Elias Ezekiel, whatever the fuck he's called this week, no, is a good Elias. example Ezekiel, of that. Ezekiel actually didn't go through development until he went right to TV. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I I get confused by which version of of It'd be by his Elias. brother or Elias. See, part of part of my problem is that I I grew up watching the movie Sybil starring uh, Sally Field, and so I keep wanting to call him Sybil, and I understand that no sure. one will get that reference. If you don't understand, Sybil was a famous case of uh, I believe it was dissociative identity disorder, multiple personalities. Either way, they eventually figured out that she was making it all up. But she Sybil was the first uh, presentation of the idea of multiple personalities living within one person. And so I keep thinking of Sybil whenever I see this Ezekiel Elias uh, Ephraim, whatever the hell his name is this week, uh, situation. Well, I think that uh, it's crazy that Elias has such a talented family. And I hope yeah. that they continue uh, you know, to move on Not- in, in his memory. The yeah. it, it, wrestling has more than one royal family, and one of them is apparently Elias's. Uh, <laughs> we never got his last name, but uh, no, we don't I'm know sure what his last. Cool. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it turns out hey, we're gonna find out that Elias's last name is Flair. Um, oh, that's the one. <laughs> um, I think that it's interesting that we uh, that the way that NXT has been handled. Mm was out of like a re- like a revolution we're gonna do something different we're gonna do something new we're gonna grow it we're gonna make it big and it did happen i mean it's i would still consider the, the great nxt experiment a win mm-hmm. but there was a point where the experiment should have ended it's when they because, it's when they went on to usa because that's when the revolution yes. got sold because what they yeah. were able to be a revolution was, the revolution was televised well, that, that's the thing is because like when they were on WWE Network, when they were just this weird little super indie that you you had to already be a WWE subscriber to to watch it. It was right. this like secret. And so it also meant that you could you could change some stuff around. You could kind of just go with it because it didn't matter. Once it became a TV product, you had to book it like a TV product. And that's when the the true developmental nature of it went by the wayside. That's when it stopped being the place where you could see something new and fresh and exciting because they needed to keep doing the same stories every week. 
And I, I think that was that was the end was when they put it was when they put it on USA and it had to be a product instead of a, a weird little like work like instead of a salon. It used to right. be a wrestling salon where all the greatest minds in wrestling could come together. And sometimes they'd come up with great stuff. Sometimes they'd come up with crap. But it was it was it was in the creation that the fun was that the, the fun was derived, whereas then eventually it just it had to be it, it, they had you had to and, give people what they wanted. And I hate to put a lot of weight on one person. And I wasn't mm-hmm. just one. They had other trainers that they lost too. But Dusty, like, yeah, you know, he was there, create, helping create characters, helping with promos. And even and... even once even once he died, the people that were taking over, that were carrying the NXT Black and Gold brand, were usually Dusty's kids, as they called yep. themselves. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I think that that speaks a lot to it. And I can't help but think that that was a major turning point for that brand. But going on USA was a mistake because now you got to worry about advertisers, network feedback, all this other bullshit that should have no say in development because they don't know. They don't know the craft, but they get feedback. They get feedback like everybody else Mm -hmm. involved does. Mm -hmm. And WWE has listened to some of that feedback where they're not meeting their contractual obligations. um, And and, and to be fair, maybe putting on USA isn't, isn't a completely fair place to put blame. Because I think another place that really fucked up NXT, pardon my French, was during the early days of the pandemic, when they didn't have an audience to listen to, and it literally just became Triple A. Everyone fighting for Triple H's love to the point where you even got like Tommaso Ciampa. What was what was the the name of the like weird blow up, the beat off or whatever that they oh, had sorry. between? It was it, was it, it it was like yeah, it was like the 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 beat off. Great American beat off. The, yeah, it was it was the the empty arena match between Ciampa and Gargano that was just like a lot a lot of grunting and slapping, and and Triple H was like just kind of sitting in the corner in like a chair being like yeah fight for my love my weird Smoking misguided children yeah like it just it, it and they never recovered from that weird area of just kind of being up their own ass with no crowd. I blame, to, you know, I, I blame the fact that also Raw Underground. Uh, took a lot of NXT talent uh, temporarily. Yes, uh, that's really too. Left them hanging. Um, and then like Raw, NXT Raw Underground could have been okay. Sorry. Yeah, I, and, I, and and NXT UK has kind of gotten this niche thing going on now. They're, and they had all sorts of problems with. People well, they had they had problems with speaking out in the end of Brit wrestling, but then they also had problems with the fact that no one gives a shit in WWE about NXT UK. Pete Dunne, the longest reigning champion, gets brought over. He's not Pete Dunne, longest reigning UK champion. He's weird little Pitbull Butch. Uh, <laughs> Valter, the, the the other longest reigning champion of all time, doesn't get he's to be to- Valter he's anymore. He's, he's Gun- little rascals. Yeah, he's Gunther now. He's uh, he, oh, he has, Gunther, yeah. yeah, he's he's Gunther with his yeah. partner Lu- Ludwig Lutz- Wolfgang or whatever the, the name of... <laughs> what, I don't... It's Ludwig something or other. I can't. Ludwig Kaiser. That's his name. He's Ludwig Kaiser now. Could you um, just imagine for a second that you have some minor controversy that thankfully didn't really become a big issue about the name Gunther Stark? Yep. He straight up named the other guy Kaiser. Oh yeah, it's great. He's Caesar now, baby. Uh, it it uh, it's it it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it it does kind of make me think. Oh, so NXT UK is not long for this world if everyone that gets brought over from NXT UK is no longer able to be like, hey, remember me? I'm Griffin McSpot. I'm the guy that uh, won the Heritage Cup. I was I I did all this great. No, you're just you're gonna come over and you're Spot now or whatever. You're 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 uh, Stew Pot. Put on your Stew Pot. Put on this. 
hit sailor hat and do a little jig for us. That's your new thing. Uh, like Jeez, it's just, man. it's just real weird. It's you just, know, but they're working hard to. They are. They're um, working so hard, and I, I, yeah. and I, I hate to like, I hate to write off NXT UK like that, but it just doesn't feel it. I don't feel they do like have the coolest looking venue. They have the coolest looking venue. They have the most beautiful title belts in all of yeah. wrestling, yeah. Uh, but they just they. WWE doesn't believe in them, and so it makes it hard for anyone else to like outside of the the cult to believe in them. I also think it suffers from the fact that there were further expansion plans, and it's mm-hmm. seen as the first step to that. And when those expansion mm-hmm. plans failed, that means NXT failed by yep. by 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 extension, right? Yep. It has that stank uh, on it from that whole project. Exactly, and 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 they will always it it will always go back to that image of Triple H with the map in front of him, where he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go into we're going to go into China, which is apparently North Korea is a part of for some reason. We're gonna go into Germany. We're gonna go into Mexico." And there might be some banger pro wrestling in North Korea. We just don't get to watch it. It's very possible. Look, I'm not gonna count it out. I mean, they apparently love pro wrestling. They they packed the house in the mid '90s. But um, even AEW has uh, they they flaunted this relationship with the Chinese wrestling. Uh, forgive me, I don't remember that the initials. Um, oh, OWE. Kind of... Well, here's and the thing with OWE. Through, o- right? Well, here's the thing with OWE. It was Chinese wrestling, but the guys they right. were bringing over were Shima, T. Oh. The Stronghearts got because OWE was run by Stronghearts. It was run by right. Shima. Okay. And so it, it was it all of the like I I don't remember any of the like actual Chinese acrobats they brought over. I remember them just it, it was the I OWE like, part. This is gonna be a big part of this, and then like well, it, and it was supposed to because it was supposed to be the way to get Shima and all them in there. But then the borders closed, and they just kind of forgot about Shima. You know what I mean? Well, it was like, before that though, right? No, I guess it was a lot closer than I'm thinking. No, because because the AEW launched in 2019. Yeah, and so right. somewhere at the back half of 2019, they're like, yeah, we got this thing with OWE, Shima's going to be there, all that. And then 2020, the borders shut down. And so a lot of the people that were supposed to come over never end up coming over. And because as we've heard from people like Big Swole, Joey Janela, Marco Stunt, Tony Khan is a very short attention span. And so after about right. six months to a year, I think he just forgot that OWE was a part of the AEW like partnerships and everything. And he was like, oh yeah, we're gonna work with DDT. We're working with TJPW and New Japan's working with us now. And and also OWE collapsed, like it's not a thing anymore. Um, but yeah, like they just, they stopped getting, they, they stopped getting the call. But uh, yeah, back to the original point, uh, NXT UK was that first step in expansion. And now that expansion yeah. has gone, gone by the wayside. And I, I don't know what WWE gets by keeping them around at this point outside of that foot because like you don't even need a foothold on the british wrestling scene the british wrestling scene's been dead since 2019 probably because so it like, hasn't cost the money yet ex- yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i mean if, it, if it's making a few and I'm, bucks I'm, I'm i'm sorry i'm sorry to any british wrestling fan i know there are some some companies that are trying to bring british wrestling sure. back to the sure. back to the forefront but the main companies right now are progress icw their wwe subsidiaries and so like there is there is no british wrestling to keep your foot on anymore just let them let them be um yeah and so i i I don't know what's going on there we'll i guess we'll find out over the the course of the next few weeks months all right so it's a shit year to be a uk wrestling it's a shit year to be a uk wrestler but it's a great year to be a japanese wrestling fan 
Absolutely. Especially, especially if you're a Japanese wrestling fan that's hoping to cheer soon. It sounds like the, it sounds like we're getting ever closer to those cheers and gasps and hell. Yeah, in in some so. cases, in some cases, like in outside of Tokyo, it's very clear the Japanese audiences have just said, fuck it. We're going to cheer. We're going to gasp. We're going to do whatever. Universal gonna... Beijing, Universal Beijing just closed for COVID stuff. So I hope yep. that's not a, uh, We'll see. Look, I, I, I hope that's not a ripple. There, there is too much on the horizon between colli- yeah. Capital Collision, Forbidden Door, and the Best of Super Juniors for me to yeah. really entertain yeah. the idea of another shutdown. And <laughs> quite frankly, the way the U.S. government—I know we're not supposed to talk politics—the way U.S. government's going, that's I don't think they—they they are going to really pay attention to the COVID oh, numbers no. over the next like year. So I don't think we're getting a shutdown. I don't think. No, I, like, no, don't no, I, don't, I don't think we are. But I know Japan is very cautious about that kind of thing. So, but we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, this has been a this has been another banger episode of Thomas Island. I feel like we've yeah. talked. Thanks we've, for we've, listening to our backdoor pilot, by the way, for a film podcast. I yeah, come come to Happy Hour this week. We're gonna talk <laughs> all about we're all going to the World's Fair. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's like book club. But it's we like, watch a film you nobody's ever seen, and then we talk. Yeah, I'm putting that music box, uh, that music box theater membership to work these past few weeks. So I have seen, yeah. I have seen a lot of movies that no one has seen. Uh, go, go see Hatching. Uh, it's real weird. Um, anyway, this has been Thomas Island. John, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Man, you know what? Uh, you guys come over to uh, Linktree.com/slash John Sebastian J O H N S E B A S T I A N. Also the same on Twitter. Uh, and um, I don't have a Letterboxd account, but go to Ross's. And I don't know if I agree with everything, but like just pretend it's fucking mine because I forgot. So Yeah, I, I, I try to keep my reviews as short as possible. So that way you can't actually agree or disagree with them. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it, I think my review for hatching was just egg. Uh, yeah. Hopefully also, we'll be also, getting- Sorry, join, join the Patreon really quick. I just wanted yep. to talk about movies because even though you didn't earn the reward, uh, we're rewarding our patrons with a screening. Uh, I still don't know when it's going to happen, but hopefully soon of yep. uh, Ready to Rumble. It's going to be great. So, on VHS, I'm so by stoked the way. for this. Yeah, John has an unopened VHS copy it of is. Ready to Rumble. It's right here. And we like, we set it. Yep, and we we set a goal with the subscribers over at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. We said that, hey, look, if you're gonna if you submit these surveys that we're doing, we'll do a special event. This is gonna be the special event. I'm stoked, yeah. as as I've said numerous times, my first wrestling event ever attended live was the WCW Thunder taping, where David Arquette won the WCW world title in an event to uh in a, in a an attempt to boost uh popularity of that movie. So there'll be a lot to talk about when we do do that. But yeah, once again, head on over to patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. We're, we're going to be celebrating this weekend as well. We're going to be celebrating next week. As long as Thomas got that never open weight championship, we are going to be celebrating all the time here on Thomas Island. It's going to be a party Island, but yeah, come to ha- happy hour without say, I feel like Tama will be back soon. Now that uh, some stuff in the schedule has cleared up now that some stuff, uh, now that some loose ends have been tied up, i.e. kicking evil's ass, and now that he's learned a lot from Tanahashi, I'm excited to see and hear from him about what uh, what main unit is like. But uh, definitely hit up that that Patreon where we'll be having happy hours where he'll definitely be hanging out, chatting it up. Uh, you can find me at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, uh, at Ross W. Berman, or at Ross Berman IV on Instagram, Ross W. Berman IV on Letterboxd. Uh, you can find the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. at... 
Bandcamp, rossberman.bandcamp.com. My album will be done at some point. Um, and then also Thomas Island on Twitter, on Instagram, on Patreon, on Twitch. We thank you to everyone who has been watching us record this live on Twitch. We thank you to everyone who's listening to it on their favorite podcasting platform. And of course, we thank our Patreon subscribers for making this whole thing possible in the first place. We really, I, I swear to God, we could not do this without you. Literally, so, we literally could not yeah. do this without you. <laughs> yes, no, it's very like we, there are, I feel like there are a lot of podcasters who take their audiences for granted. We absolutely do not. We're so yeah. grateful for you. We thank you so much. We will be back next week. Same Thomas Island time, same Thomas Island place. But until then, enjoy wrestling, enjoy the world, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and just have a good week, folks. We thank you for, for hanging out. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island. And visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.